Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. A scare for Pompey in midweek, but once again, Danny Cowley's tricky blues get the job done. Danger for Portsmouth, Adam Ager in the box, shoots, scores! But the flag is up for Burton, and the goal will not count. Dale, now the chance to get the cross in. Whipped to the near post, and a brilliant finish from Bishop wins the game for Portsmouth. That is excellent. Burton Albion nil, Portsmouth 2. That's now eight unbeaten and six league wins in a row for Pompey, who occupies second in the League One standings. Before seven o'clock, we'll hear the post-match thoughts of the skipper, Clark Robertson. Burton's not an easy place to go on Tuesday night. Like, you know what you're going to get from the, the aggressive team. Uh, they tested defensively, but I thought we stood up to that well. and I thought we got control of the game second half and probably deserving winners in the end, I thought, yeah. As well as a very proud Danny Cowley. They say the harder you work, the luckier you become, and that's kind of how we try to live. And, yeah, we've had a good start, and we've got some momentum and, and some confidence as a consequence, and, yeah, long may it continue. We'll hear from both of those between now and 7 o'clock. Well, after two and a half weeks away, it is so good to be back. This is 93.7 Express FM, and you're listening to The Football Hour. This is The Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Well, a very good evening and welcome to tonight's edition of the Football Hour, which is, of course, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South, providing the cheapest, most reliable, and most efficient bus service in the Southeast. Head over to stagecoachbus.com for more information. Coming up for you between now and seven, myself and my two guests will be here to review the events of Tuesday's return to action at the Pirelli Stadium, as well as discussing the news of a week gone by at Portsmouth Football Club and looking ahead to tomorrow's clash with Plymouth Argyle at Fratton Park. Amongst all of that, we'll also be interacting with our brilliant listeners back home. Who is your man of the match from Tuesday's game? Who has been the most impressive summer signing so far? And what do you think the score is going to be between the Blues and the Pilgrims this weekend? 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, use at expressfm on Twitter, or go to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We'll get to as many of those as we can over the next hour or so. But first, let's take it back to Tuesday night, as Danny Cowley took his side to Burton-upon-Trent with the aim of preserving the Blues' unbeaten start to the new league campaign. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot scores! 90 minutes of passionately pumpy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey live. And in silence, observed impeccably inside the Pirelli Stadium, as you would imagine, followed by a rendition of God Save the King. And now we are ready to get this game underway. We'll be crossing the penalty area. Curtis coming in, loose in the box. Still not away yet, and Garrett just 
swipe to hand at it, and Burton will survive and clear it. Can they get the ball into the box? They've taken it short. Going one way or another is Dale, left it across from the far post. Good one, Raggett, is he pushed out of the way? Poppy won a penalty. They're not going to get it. Danny Cowley can't believe it. There's still a Poppy player down in the penalty box. Slow oh. to get up is Morrison. There was a clear nudge in the back on Raggett. That was sloppy from Burton. Dale surely fouled there on that touchline. As Dale gets up and gets away from two. Chance for Pompey down the right. Dale looking to the far post. Keeper gets a hand to it and gets it away from Bishop. And Burton will scramble it away. And Garrett atones for his error. This is well worked. Pack across the face of goal. And he's into the back of the net. Oh, is it Dane Scarlett? He's claiming it. I think it might have hit defender. It doesn't really matter. Scarlett, Scarlett's away from his man into the penalty area. Chance for Scarlett over the goalkeeper and of course into the back of the net. And then. No, the referee's done a the foul. Black goes on. No, it's not going to count. No, it's not. I don't think he's offside. I think the referee's given a foul. Pack on the right. He's got Dale ahead of him. It's an opportunity missed. The Portsmouth don't find the net. Ball looking for Ogilvy in the box to Dale. Dale drives in the box, turns back on his right foot. Burton's challenge comes in and they clear it long. Hamer, long throw to come into the penalty area towards the near post. Flicked on and on. A chance for Burton, and it's over the bar, and it's still 1-0 to Portsmouth. Ariel skips past two towards the edge of the penalty area. Danger for Portsmouth, and a major in the box, shoots, scores! But the flag is up for Burton, and the goal will not count. It's still 1-0 to Portsmouth. Ogilvy on the right wing to Dale. Now the chance to get the cross in. Whip to the near post, and a brilliant finish from Bishop wins the game for Portsmouth. to guide it past the goalkeeper had no chance it flew into the bottom corner Burton Albion nil Portsmouth 2 Portsmouth have done the business here this evening they've beaten Burton Albion by two goals to one not necessarily the most convincing performance but they had enough in the end every second of the action is right here Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars the highlights there from Tuesday's 2-1 victory over Burton Albion for the Blues at the Pirelli Stadium. A result which puts Pompey second in the League One table. OK, let's go through some of the other results from Tuesday's games uh, in League One. Plenty of them happening uh, this midweek, of course. Not just the Blues in action away at Burton Albion. It was, of course, Barnsley 1, Port Vale 1, Burton Albion 0, Pompey 2, of course, at the Pirelli. Charlton 1, Forest Green Rovers 1, Cheltenham 2, Cambridge United 1, Ipswich Town 2, Bristol Rovers 0, Lincoln City 2, Derby County 0, MK Dons 0, Bolton Wanderers 2, Morecambe 0, Sheffield Wednesday 3, Peterborough 0, Fleetwood Town 1, Plymouth Argyle, tomorrow's opponents were 1-0 winners over Oxford United, Shrewsbury beat Exeter City by 3 goals to 2 and Wickham defeated Accrington by 1 goal to 0 at uh, Adams Park. Taking a look at the league table, then, of course, Pompey in second place on 20 points behind Ipswich Town. The leaders currently also on 20 points, but behind only on goal difference. Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday, Bolton and Cambridge make up the top six. Looking at the bottom four, Burton Albion rock bottom with just a singular point. Morecambe, MK Dons and Accrington Stanley making up the relegation zone 
as well. Okay, also a shout out to the Pompey women, also unbeaten at their start to the new league campaign. Also, like the men, they are second in the table and they too recorded a 2 0 victory in midweek. They beat Watford at Wesley Park. Okay, I'm delighted to welcome on to tonight's show. First and foremost, uh, Mark McGee joins us live until seven o'clock. Mark, a big pleasure to have you on board tonight. Great to be back, Jake. Thanks, mate. And uh, alongside Mark this evening, we have calling in from the Republic of Ireland. We, of course, have the magnificent Robbie Fahey. Likewise, Robbie, it is great to hear from you. And thank you for agreeing to come on this evening. No, it's all great to, great to be back on and great to see you yourself for in good health as well. We're getting there. My advice to anyone listening would be just wear a helmet. No matter where you're going, just wrap up in cotton wool and bubble wrap and wear a helmet no matter where you're going. Otherwise, you end up like me. But no, it's great to be back. Great to be back on the airways and uh, talking about... Yep, what is yet another another Pompey victory, Mark? 2-0 winners over Burton on Tuesday night. It just doesn't seem to be stopping at any point, does it? No, no, it's um it's great, isn't it, to be honest. I mean, I am feeling pretty good about this season so far. I feel like I can say that with full confidence for a change. There have been times where Pompey have had a decent start, but it's not felt completely um I don't know, it's, it's, it's some sometimes Pompey have started really well and it's not always felt uh, completely justified uh, our league position but this this year i feel like god we, we look great and we've got some some really impressive strength and depth mm. in our squad haven't we is that the difference this season robbie of course eight games in now unbeaten second in the table six league wins in a row we've got some cup defeats to throw in there as well but we're not really too bothered or phased about those in particular are we but like, like mark said there we've had these great starts before but this year just seems a little bit different what do you really put your finger on to to kind of make that outcome? Why is this year different? Yeah, you, you touched on it there a little bit, the, the strength and depth and also the resilience in the squad. Like, you know, the other night against Burton, you're kind of looking at that game an hour in or just before we scored and Burton were just proving very frustrating. And uh, other years, I really felt that maybe that would have ebbed out to maybe a nil-all draw or we might have shipped the goal the other end as we went to chase the game. But... The players just stuck to the task and like the strength and depth, like you said there, you know, when you're bringing the likes of Josh Coram off the bench, you have Joe Piggott coming on there for, for a day and in the last 13 minutes, like these are really experienced, top quality players we're bringing off the bench at this level. And then you throw in Reco, like he brings something different totally to Owen Dale. And that's the other side of it as well. Like when we're making these changes, we're not just swapping it out for the sake of it. We're really changing up how we're playing in the game and, and bringing a new impetus to the to the team when we're making the changes. And it just makes all the difference at this level to have those options for them. Yeah, and plenty of games coming thick and fast this season. Crucial to, to have that depth within the squad, not just for Pompey, but any team in this division, Mark, as we've so often seen over the last few years, that strength and depth, it appears to be quite a, a massive asset for Danny Cowley and his team so far this season, certainly proven their worth on the pitch. And it's something that's going to have to come in handy as the months uh, tick on, of course. Uh, we've got the game against Bolton Wanderers next weekend, was scheduled to take place at Fratton Park. That's been called off due to a number of international call-ups in the Bolton squad since then, a few in the Pompey team as well. As well. Josh Griffiths, Dane Scarlett being called up to their respective uh, England uh, youth 
academy teams. So great to hear from them. We'll, we'll touch upon that a little more later on. We've got that game to be rearranged for a Tuesday evening. We, of course, have got last Saturday's proposed trip to Barnsley at Oakwell. That was called off, uh, of course, due to the unfortunate and sad passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth a couple of days beforehand. So that is a game that will be rescheduled. And, and, and there will be more throughout the campaign, Mark. And, and that goes to show why Danny Carley wanted such a big squad and not just a big squad, but like you said, the quality in it too. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's something that's also going to come into play during the season as well. Not just the fact that we've got the strength and depth, but also it's, it's not like we, we've we got the strength and depth, but it's also the quality and depth as well, which I think is a real factor as well. I mean, Joe Piggott and Josh Caroma, like arguably in any other team in League One, wouldn't be sat on the bench, would they? And I think that will probably aid us long-term as well to, to bring out the best in the players who are competing for that position as well. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Michael Jacobs, who I, I don't know, I believe is out of an injury at the moment. Uh, but, um, you know, just it's 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 extraordinary to me that this, this is the strongest, I think, team I've seen, uh, or at least in my opinion, since since the year we won the checker trade. Um, it's, it's got me feeling that excited, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I think it's only a positive to have that many experienced players in that many positions, to be honest. Mm. Uh, and really going off what, what Mark's saying there, uh, continuing what we're talking about, the strength and the depth within this squad, um, Robbie, when you've got a player like Joe Morrell, sat on the bench, Welsh international, one of the standout performers of last season. I know he had a, an unfortunate start to the campaign with that injury and most likely Danny Cowley easing him into the team. But when you've got Joe Morrell on the bench, and you mentioned a few moments ago, uh, Josh Caroma, Joe Piggott as well, experienced and and you know proven players in these divisions you've got them on the bench the likes of Tom Lowry Marlon Pack Dane Scarlett incredible runner form Colby Bishop there's you could probably pick the 11 every week but you could also understand if there were changes for, for whatever reason because we have got the quality on the bench we've not we're not looking at the bench and thinking okay we've got players in position but they're not quite ready yet they're all ready well, this is it. Like, I think, like a lot of the the team the other night, like I think Rafferty was uh, missing for for whatever reason, and like he, he was a stalwart in, in the team so far this year. And you're kind of going, "Oh yeah, he's been one of our better players." And then you look at Swanson's on the bench, and Ogilvy just you know kind of swaps over and plays right full, and, and doesn't look out of place at all. Continues his great run of form, and like just Danny must be just like so excited about all the options he has because he knows that. And it puts a fire up the players too as well. Do you know, if you're not doing the business after, you know, 50, 60 minutes, you know that there's two or three or four lads who can come off the bench there and slot into the team seamlessly. And like Dan Scarlett, it took him a couple of games to, to, to kind of get going. But in the last three or four now, we're really seeing the talent that he scored all those goals for the underage sides, the English teams, all the European championships. And he's shown that form for Pompey now. And it's, it's only going to push us on. And like the next two games, I'm sure we'll touch on it, are really pivotal. But... It's going to be crucial now going forward that we keep up this form that we started this opening games of the season, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and really feeding off what Robbie's saying there, Mark, in regards to Joe Rafferty missing the game on Tuesday night. An incredible start to the season, not just for Pompey, but him in particular on that right-hand side. Zach Swanson has not really had too much of a sniffing uh, on that right-back position because of the form shown by Joe Rafferty. He was out with a minor injury. We have since heard from Danny Cowley, who expects him to be back for tomorrow's game against Plymouth, which is a, a massive boost, and we'll hear more from a gaffer later on. But that meant that Clark Robertson came back into the side, uh, was given the captain's armband and Conor Ogilvy moved not to centre-back but to right-back favoured in that position over Zach Swanson which in itself has got a few 
angles to go at. But what a performance Conor Ogilvy put in. And he's been great all season. He's been great since he joined the club, don't get me wrong. But at right back, he looks just as comfortable as he did on the other side. Yeah, and I think that's testament to why he was brought in in the first place. I mean, we knew he was quite... Um... He was quite a unique player in the way that he could play high up the pitch. He could play as a left back, a centre back. He's been so consistent. I think when you know when you see him in the back line, you know he's going to do a job. That's 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 the joy of it. Um, and to think that <laughs> he's not the first player on your lips when you talk about Pompey, but he's that consistent is is just a show of where our team's at now. I mean, um, it's we're just in such a great position. I was surprised that Zach Swanson didn't make the cut, but also equally, I know he's only played ten minutes and. Those ten minutes I've seen him play, he, he looked he looked excited. He looked raw, but he looked really exciting. But um, I saw Danny Cowley's comments saying that we needed like a more of a physical presence at, at right back, and I think Conor Ogilvy definitely brings that. Yeah, and it's not just the, the, the defensive capabilities that Connor showed on Tuesday night, Connor Ogilvy against Burton Albion, Robbie, but also going forward, the link-up play in particular for, um, I believe it's the the second goal, wasn't it, with, with Marlon Pack, the ball into the box, which eventually found Colby Bishop. Just the, the play with Marlon Pack on that right-hand side and the, the, the way he was able to overlap the, the right-winger and... and, and basically do what he's always done on the left-hand side, on that right-hand side. We mentioned there with Mark, he looks so comfortable as if he's always played in that position, but he offers that to a team. He can play on the left, he can play on the right, he can play at centre-back as well. That is the kind of utility player, but not just Conor Ogilvy has you know, in his locker, but Danny Cowley's got from each and every one of his squad members this season. Yeah, it's incredible. Like You can nearly stick him up front at this stage. What's he have? Three goals so far this yeah, season as yeah. well? Like I, I'd, say, I'd say definitely doing the job up there too, but like it is that just attack and play we've kind of been missing from the from the fullback areas in the last, uh, you know, maybe I might be a bit biased in saying Enda Stevens, but you know what I mean? That kind of player who goes forward and really, really contributes from the fullback areas. Like I thought that's what we were going to get from Denver Hume when we brought him in. He's been unlucky with injuries. But Ogilvy and even, you know, Robertson on the other side, like I wouldn't have expected him maybe to be as competent in the left fullback position, but he stepped in there seamlessly too. And Joe, like just like you said there, the, the interplay at Marlon Pack and the, the relationship that we seem to be building with our fullbacks and through our wide players, something that Danny Cowley obviously has worked on very hard. And you can see the fruits we're paying off every week. We look very, very threatening every time we get the ball in the wide areas to our fullbacks or to the wingers and they get on one-on-one situations. We're just creating plenty of chances. If we can keep doing so for Colby or for Joe, whoever's in there, uh, we're just going to keep scoring plenty of goals. And the rest of League One must be looking enviously at uh, our squad depth at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I do apologise. It was the first goal, not the second goal, uh, in regards to the, the, the link-up play between Conor Ogilvy and Marlon Pack before. But ball was sent in. It was an own goal from uh, Sam Hughes, but Dane Scarlett was the man who was nearest to the ball at the time. Very unlucky for Dane Scarlett not to have another goal um, added to his tally this season after his... Um, what would have been the second goal for Pompey on Tuesday night was ruled out after what the referee deemed to be uh, a foul. Uh, it was a delightful chip over the goalkeeper, but I'm Unfortunately, that one was ruled out. So, uh, Dane Scarlett not on the score sheet this week, but um, still plenty of time to go and certainly was one of the, the players deserving to be so on Tuesday night. But a great performance from him. Nonetheless, we'll talk about him more uh, in the next part of the show. We'll also come on to talk about Cole Bishop and we'll also come on to preview tomorrow's game against Plymouth Argyle. Looking at the social media now then, Mockers on Twitter. 
Uh, great to hear Jake Smith back on the Footblower and Pompey Live this weekend. Um, he crashed his scooter and smashed his hooter. Thank you, Mockers. I appreciate that. That's not quite the poem I was after this weekend, but we'll take it nonetheless. OK, all the usual ways. Put Express at the start of your text and send that in to 81400 if you'd like to get involved between now and 7 o'clock. Don't forget to put your name at the end of those as well. You can email into sport at expressfm.com. Use at expressfm on Twitter or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. After the break, the three of us will be back to continue our assessment of Tuesday's win at Burton, as well as moving on to discuss more from the world of Pompey over the past few weeks and looking ahead to tomorrow's clash with Plymouth Argyle, a game that Clark Robertson is looking forward to being a part of. We know what to expect. It's going to be a difficult game. We've got a lot of players there from last year, which is probably helping them as well. But yeah, I think we've got the character and mentality to be able to deal with these tests that are going to come up in the next couple of weeks. And it's just important. We do just keep doing what we're doing, do the basics well and try and keep that momentum going, really, that we've got. We'll take a listen to that interview in full when the Football Hour returns after this short break. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditched the car and switched to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach South. Download the app today from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to track your next bus and even purchase your ticket in advance. This evening, I'm joined alongside Mark McGee and Robbie Fahey to review all of the action from Tuesday's 2-0 victory for the Blues over Burton Albion at the Pirelli Stadium, a result which kept them in second place in the League One standings after eight games. That's eight games unbeaten in the league and six wins in a row. They take on Plymouth Argyle tomorrow afternoon and we'll come on to preview that match a little shortly. Um, another tweet in from uh, from Mockers on Twitter. Great to hear from you as always. Uh, Mockers, I thought Owen Dale was outstanding on Tuesday. He was a constant threat, terrorising their defence and he never threw in the towel. Uh, he passed it to Marlon to drive a ball first and um, he then goes on to say it's so refreshing to sign a lone player who really loves the club and thrills the fan. I hope we sign Owen permanently. Dale or no Dale? Dale. Thank you very much to Mockers for getting in touch again with that one. And Robbie, Owen Dale, again, one of those players. I don't think we can really pick on any player and say they've had a, ba- a bad start to the season, but particularly Owen Dale, when we focused a lot on the likes of, of Colby Bishop and Dane Scarlett for their goal-scoring capabilities, the reassurance of having Marlon Pack in midfield, the, of course, the injury to Louis Thompson and the talking points that that threw up and the importance he's had to his squad. But Owen Dale on loan from Blackpool, uh, and, and he really does. He, he, he's, he's a player who puts 110% in every game, like a lot of them do at the moment, it seems, anyway. He, he's... Small in stature, and that doesn't really, you know, bode well for myself. I'm also small, can't say much about that, to be honest with you. But in in regards to the kind of physical nature he has, he's able to just poke the ball through players, underneath players, you know, chip it over them. And I saw on Tuesday night, there was many opportunities where he had the ball, he's been hounded by three or four defenders at a time, and he'd just poke it through them and run around them. And that's what that kind of that height and having that 
that sort of physical ability that he has allows him to do and, and he's been a great signing uh, since he came on loan and, and has been integral to, to Pompey's success as well as the other players we've mentioned already Robbie yeah, he's he's like a proper throwback uh, winger, isn't he? Like you just every time you get the ball, you can hear it, whether it's uh, in Fratton Park or uh, where whether away from home. Like the the fans just get that excitement, that edge of their seat. You can hear it when he gets the ball. They expect something good to happen, and so far this season, generally good things do happen when we get in the ball. Like I've been so impressed because when he signed, obviously, like a, a lot of the fans on social media, including myself, are really hyping him up, really thinking that this is going to be one of the signings that really helps us push on this season. So there is that added pressure to come with it. But I've just been so impressed with the, the quality of his delivery and the, the the versatility of his delivery. Like, you know, he whips in like a great low ball there for, for Colby to finish against Burton. And a couple of weeks ago, he had an assist where he cut inside in his left and just dinked the ball to the back post as well for Joe Piggott. Like, it, it's just been incredible to see him hit the ground running. And it's it's just class to, like the, the listener mentions, to have a player who seems to, to love and relish playing for Pompey week in and week out. He's doing the business and look, long may it continue, I say. Yeah, long may it continue yeah, indeed. Uh, of course, a 2-0 victory for Pompey over Burton on Tuesday night, a place they went to last season also on on a Tuesday night, Mark, uh, and actually were defeated by two goals to one, um, despite what was a, a fairly promising season under Danny, Danny Cowley, despite not making uh, the playoffs. It's not an easy place to go to. It is the old football cliche, and, and really when it comes to playing a team bottom of the division at the time and, and still now, but now being one of the worst records of any side in the top six of the English uh, Football League pyramid. Um, it's not an easy place to go to. And, and, and they, they themselves have their own sort of ambitions and their own things to fight for. You know, they'd have wanted to get their first win on the table and they would have frustrated Pompey as much as they could and had their own game plan to do so. Nil-nil at the break, it wasn't looking great, but Pompey, a second-half team, and they have done, they have been displaying that for, for quite a number of games this season. And Again, going back to what we were saying in part one, Mark, there is something different about this side. We're not conceding these late goals. We're not making these, you know, these silly errors that are costing us two points, three points. We're seeing these games out, and like like Robbie said, long may it continue. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, games like that can always prove to be a bit of a banana skin, can't they? And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was their caretaker manager. Uh, it was his first game in charge, and and also we had the. A possible curse of Danny Cowley just receiving the manager of the month award as well. So, you know, you'd argue that a lot of the omens were against us, to be honest, going into that game. And those are the games on a Tuesday night when when things like that are hanging over you that you've got to win. And especially considering we had a little bit of a break as well, which last season didn't help our form, I didn't think. So there were a lot of questions that were being asked of us that night. And yeah, it did take us a little while to get going, but you, you're completely right. There have been times this season where we conceded the first goal in a few of our games and... Um, the strength of character, we've come back and we've we've not just come back, we've absolutely smashed the opposition, I think, in those circumstances. And I've got to admit, all the times we've gone down this season or all the times we've had a slow start, I've still been fairly confident that we were going to come and get the result. I don't know about you guys. Absolutely. Mark, yourself, I've always been confident that Pompey going to grind out these victories. I, I certainly am. Yeah, 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 I like, yeah like, I concur as well entirely like the anytime we've gone now you just feel like we like we mentioned before we have those options off the bench that Danny is just going to be able to throw in whenever it needs be and they're all pushing one another on to do the business and in fairness to Danny as well like the little tactical tweaks he's introduced and um, you know whether it be in game or for each opposition they seem to be coming off at the minute 
Yeah. Uh, shout out as well to uh, Oscar Woodley, a uh, young lad from from uh, from Portsmouth, a Pompey fan who travelled up to Burton Albion with his with his dad on Tuesday night, and and he got the pre 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 assist uh, for for the goal on Tuesday evening. Archie uh, Oscar, Oscar Woodley, sorry, um, drying the ball given to Marlon Pack for the throw-in before that first goal, uh, which was scored an, an own goal by Sam Hughes, of course. And, uh, yeah, a fantastic moment for him and something that Marlon Pack himself appreciated in the celebration of the goal, running over uh, to young Oscar in the stands and, and giving him a high-five and pointing directly at him to say that that was all his all his doing. So, yeah, a big thank you to Oscar Woodley for, for supplying the pre-assist to the goal. Uh, on Tuesday night, a fantastic moment for him and a great, great bit of recognition from Marlon Pack and uh, the celebration as well. OK, we'll hear more from both Mark and Robbie in a few moments time. But now it's time to move on and preview the next game for the Blues. They take on Plymouth Argyle at Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon. Pompey Live returns, of course, to your radios from two o'clock. Myself, Robbie James and Jay Sadler on hand from Fratton Park to bring you all of the action. But first, we're going to hear from Henry Deacon. And he spoke to Clark Robertson at the Blues training ground yesterday afternoon and first asked the captain what it was like to be playing on the left-hand side rather than at centre-back on Tuesday night. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, like I have played left-back in the past. I started my career there and that. So, um, But I've not, I've not played there regularly for a good few years now. But um, it's been easy to get into it again. I'm enjoying getting more involved in the attacking side of things, uh, get further up the pitch and that. And obviously, uh, I don't mind defending as well, so it's be- best of both really, yeah. You enjoying that little bit more creative licence you're allowed in that position? Yeah, you, you do get more licence to um, try and get further up the pitch and uh, help the attackers out and put balls in the box and that. And um, Yeah, it's just, uh, like, it's, I've, I've done it before, so mm. it's it's not really that too much, too much big of a deal for me, so, um, yeah. Enjoying it. So it's not a major adaptation period then for you moving into that new position? No, I don't think so. Um, like I say, like I did play 70-odd games at Aberdeen when I first mm-hmm. came through there, um, all at left-back. So um, it has been a few years since I've played there regularly, but it's not too bad for me. Um, yeah, just uh, just easy for me, yeah. Going back to Tuesday night, how much of that victory goes down to mentality and the mentality of that squad? Yeah, a lot of it, I think. Um, we know Burton's not an easy place to go on a Tuesday night. Like we, we went there last year on a Tuesday night as well, and uh, they beat us, obviously. And, um, like I say, like you know what you're going to get from the, the aggressive team. Uh, they tested defensively, but I thought we stood up to that well. And, um, I thought we got control of the game second half and um, probably deserving winners in the end, I thought, yeah. Let's go into that mentality thing. Big game this weekend. Obviously, you can get that Fratton war against Plymouth, who've had a good start yeah. themselves. So, it's two teams are going to be very confident going toe to toe with each other. Yeah, like you say, two teams that are um, going well in the league so far. And uh, obviously, Plymouth have won their last four games. And um, we know what to expect. It's going to be a difficult game. Uh, we watched clips of them this morning. They look, they look a very good team. And uh, got a lot of players there from last year, which is probably helping them as well. Um, but yeah, I think we've got the character and mentality to be able to um, deal with these tests that are going to come up in the next couple of weeks. Um, and it's just important. Um, we do just keep doing what we're doing, do the basics well and um, try and keep that momentum going, really, that we've got. Um, and just keep that going for as long as possible, yeah. As a player, these must be the couple of weeks that you just savour, knowing that it's going to be big games, big atmospheres and things like that. 
Yeah, it's, it's, as a player, it's a game, those games that you want to play in. Um, packed out front park on Saturday, and then we'll get a little break, and then you go to Ipswich, um, which we packed out as well, no doubt. And um, yeah, it's just as a player, it's just what, what you want to play in. Um, just those atmospheres and that just tend, tend to drive the best out in people. So um, hopefully, like I say, we can keep this momentum going over the next couple of weeks and uh, pick up a few good results here. Yeah. Finally, what's it like being Clark the corner taker? <laughs> Different, yeah. We, we've been working on stuff for the last couple of weeks and training on that. Um, so I knew I was going to be on corners on Tuesday night. So it is, uh, yeah, it's something I do. Yeah, it's just uh, happy to help the team out and um, wherever's needed, yeah. The post-match thoughts of Clark Robertson, Captain Clark Robertson, from Tuesday's 2-0 victory um, over Burton Albions. We now come on to preview Pompey's next game, the visit of Plymouth Argyle to Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon. Lads, uh, we'll start off with yourself, Robbie. Second in the league, Pompey against third in the table. Plymouth Argyle will hear more about the opposition in the next part of the show. They've been on a great run of form themselves. It's going to be, as Clark Robertson said there, a, a game that, as a player, you just really want to be involved in. We'll come on to talk about who we expect to be starting, but just regardless, as a player, that, that is the kind of match you want to be playing week in, week out, isn't it? A, a, a packed-out Fratton Park, a sell-out crowd, two top teams going at it, and, and certainly a, a massive test for Pompey as they continue to hopefully remain unbeaten in the division. Yeah, like that. as a player, these are the games that you just must be buzzing for all week leading up to, I'd say, the training ground. The atmosphere must have been class this week. The atmosphere around the city is class this week. And like, I'd say to be one or two sleepless nights tonight, like, because you know, a, a positive result here and really the season starts to kick on then. Because you're looking at Plymouth, like, and I know their manager was was linked with the, the Huddersfield job earlier this week. I, I was kind of uh, selfishly hoping that might progress further on than it has at this stage. But like, yeah, as you say, players must be just can't wait to get on the pitch. I'd say tomorrow, like I, I, I just, I, I'm struggling even to put it into words myself. So I can't imagine how they're feeling ahead of it. Like. Yeah. Um, a tweet here from uh, Rebecca Eleanor. Uh, Danny wins manager of a month and Burson have a managerial change. Now, usually that would get me a bit worried about uh, the, the game, but this season uh, not because we're going up and nothing phases this team. Up the blues and that is exactly the spirit we're looking for, Rebecca. Thank you very much for that positive, positive attitude. And of course, Pompey defying all of the odds and winning that game nonetheless uh, on Tuesday evening over Burton. Albion. Um, Harvey Marks once again uh, comfortable. Owen Dale is a class above. Nice to get the second and see the game out comfortably. A game we should win but the unbeaten run continues. Us and Ipswich look like pulling away very early doors. A tough run coming up but you'd back us at home. And then of course the big one uh, at Ipswich and um, yeah, some, some big games coming up Mark and we've been talking about how it, it's been a favourable start to the season especially on paper when you look at Pompey's opponents uh, to start the campaign we can keep on saying the old cliche no game's easy and every game's going to be a struggle no matter what but to go into September heading off against the likes of, of Peterborough Burton away on a Tuesday night you've got Plymouth coming up Bolton's scheduled, of course, for next week. I mean, Barnsley was supposed to be last week, but, you know, Ipswich in a few weeks' time. The positivity, the the, the attitude, the mentality round the side at the moment, round the fan base, 20 points at this stage with this tough run that we are on a technicality halfway through. We, we're going up against these teams. You know, Peterborough last weekend um, or a few weekends ago, Sheffield Wednesday on the opening day, still unbeaten. We're not just beating the sides who we should be beating. We're also defeating the sides and, and not losing against teams where we otherwise would be in previous seasons. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is a 
good benchmark. Um, I think the Peterborough game was really significant because I think a lot of fans might join me in saying that whenever I've seen Peterborough in the fixture list in the past, it sort of filled me with a little bit of fear because I know they're always they're always such an attacking side and they always seem to bring their best game against us. I mean, I know we beat them a couple of years back at, at Fratton Park, but yeah, I think that was a real good benchmark and a real good waypoint for us. And I've got to admit, I was I went into that for the first time ever in a, in a, against a Peterborough team or a, in a Peterborough fixture, and I, I was feeling quite confident. So I was a bit gutted when we obviously conceded the early goal, but mm. um, I have full confidence in us. I really do at the moment. I feel like these teams, these tests that we're going to come up against, I feel like we're not going to fall short anymore. I'd, I'd be surprised if we don't put up a good fight and and go toe to toe with every big team. I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling like we can beat anyone at the moment, to be honest. Uh, indeed, <laughs> certainly at the moment. Uh, the way things are going, um, Pompey is certainly uh, allowing fans to to have that belief and and have that sort of positive attitude and something we've we have experienced in the past before. Robbie is this season beginning to feel a little bit like it did in twenty sixteen seventeen. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. We are already eight games in. There's a long way to go, but you never know. It's it's hard not to get ahead of yourselves, though, isn't it? Like I don't know about you guys. Like I'm we can't, we can't be the... sat here being negative, can we? No, we can't. This is it. Like, and I, I'm like, I'm sitting there looking at the fixtures, and I'm kind of, you know, you're you're trying to pinpoint like and temper your own enthusiasm by going, okay, look, we we might drop drop points here. That's a very tough away game. But like, like you know, like Mark said, and like you're, we're both all emphasising like at the minute with the way the run of form is, like we're going into every game so full of confidence, and we we talked about the squad that there at the start of the show, like. It, it, what I feel is that if a player goes down, okay, like Louis Thompson, the the injury, it's horrific to see him out again, and like he'd be such a valuable asset to have in the team. But we have that kind of next man up mentality that you hear so many of the top teams talking about, and like you know, Lowry's come in there, he's done so well. Pack looks like an absolute Rolls Royce at this level. Like, and you look at the bench, and you're you're not afraid about anyone coming on or anyone going down and being replaced by another player, and it's just the the crest of a wave at the moment. It's just like, how long can we ride this crest of a wave and how will the team respond to that inevitable first defeat of the season or when we do drop points? That's going to be the crucial point of the season for Danny Cowley and the lads. Absolutely. Uh, Mark, Robbie, thank you very, very much so far for your input. More from you guys in the next part of the show. But it's a sellout crowd at PO4 this weekend for the visit of Plymouth Argyle in League One. Second versus third at this early stage and a meeting that the gaffer is very excited for. Yeah, it'll be um, a really tough test, but we're looking forward to the challenges that will bring. I think Plymouth have already sold out the away end. And I always like it when the away teams sell out because I always think our supporters then bring even more and um, should be a great atmosphere. And yeah, for us, no one comes to Fratton Park and gets an easy ride. More from Danny Carley as well as the final thoughts of myself, Jake Smith, Mark McGee and Robbie Fahey in the conclusion of tonight's episode of The Football Hour, which we'll be back with you momentarily, so don't go anywhere. This is The Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7.
Express FM. Hello there and welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour, proudly supported by Stagecoach Across the South, providing frequent services along the South Coast and through Hampshire, all at affordable prices too. Visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on what they are doing to create a cleaner, a cleaner, greener method of public transportation. Still to come tonight, the final thoughts of you back home, as well as, of course, Mark and Robbie here, as we conclude our preview of Pompey versus Plymouth in the Not a Duckyard Derby Derby. But before any of that, Connor Mosley has the lowdown of tomorrow's opposition for Pilgrims. It's eight games unbeaten in the league for Pompey since the start of the new season and they've got a chance to make it nine this weekend with Plymouth Argyle making the trip across to Fratton Park. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Tuesday night's 2-0 win at Burton Albion kept the Blues hot on the heels of league leaders Ipswich Town and ensured they remained in the automatic promotion places. Danny Cowley's men, however, go from facing a team rock bottom of the table without a win to an Argyle side who themselves are enjoying an impressive run of form. Manager. The Pilgrims are managed by 38-year-old Stephen Schumacher, who was appointed at the helm in December of last year, following previous manager Ryan Lowe's departure to Preston North End. Schumacher, who grew up in Liverpool and played in midfield for the likes of Bradford City, Crew Alexandra and Berry, had previously worked as Lowe's assistant at Home Park. Since his promotion from assistant to first-team manager, Schumacher has racked up 20 wins from 38 competitive games in charge, earning him a win percentage of 52.6%. One to watch. Reported Pompey target from this summer, Morgan Whitaker has been selected as our one to watch this weekend. The Swansea City loanee, who wears the number 19 shirt for Plymouth, has found the back of the net three times in the league since his arrival from the championship side. He'd apparently been one of many names on Danny Cowley's shopping list in the recent transfer window. However, he put pen to paper on a deal with Argyle on July the 20th. Last season, the 21-year-old enjoyed a fairly successful loan spell at Lincoln City, scoring five goals in 20 league appearances. Top scorer. Three players are currently tied as Plymouth top goal scorers in the league. Ryan Hardy, Finn Azaz and the aforementioned Morgan Whitaker each have three goals under their respective belts in League One at this early stage. It's Hardy, however, who leads the way when it comes to taking goals scored from all competitions into account, as the Scot has also tallied up one goal in the Papa John's Trophy. The 25-year-old former Rangers Academy graduate will be the forward wearing the number nine shirt at PO4 this weekend, should, of course, he play. Current form. This weekend's game between the Blues and the Pilgrims is a clash of second versus third in League One. Argyle have accumulated 18 points from their opening league fixtures, recording six wins and two defeats since the start of the season. Stephen Schumacher's side have risen up the division rather quickly in recent weeks. They go into this weekend's match off the back of five consecutive wins in all competitions. Four of those have come from league outings. In midweek, they dispatched of Oxford United by a goal to nil at home park, thanks to Morgan Whitaker's second-half winner. Which of these South Coast clubs will come out on top this weekend? Will Pompey return to the summit of the table or will Plymouth inflict a first league defeat upon the Blues and push themselves into the top two? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. 
There we go. Then a closer look at Plymouth Argyle, Pompey's opponents tomorrow afternoon at Fratton Park. Uh, Mark, never an easy game again against Plymouth Argyle. It's not a dockyard derby, derby, but uh, but nonetheless, it is a match which uh, which always brings a lot of expectation to to deliver, and, and it has done certainly over the last couple of years, and always seemed to be in the same sort of position in the league, Pompey and Plymouth. That doesn't change this time around. Second against third, the Blues have sold out their allocation of tickets to Fratton Park. It's a sellout, as have Plymouth Argyle in that away end for Milton End tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be a cracking atmosphere. Uh, both teams on a rich vein of form, and it will be a, a great testament to whichever side comes out on top. Yeah, yeah, it's always a good game against Plymouth. Um, I've actually been really impressed with uh, their application this season and how well they've done. Um, they seem to be a side that has been improving year after year in League One. I've noticed they've been getting some pretty pretty strong results and pretty strong positions um, finishing-wise in the league. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I I don't know. I haven't really decided yet how I'm feeling about the game. I don't know where I stand on how 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 you know much of a favourite we are. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'd be, again, it'd be another interesting benchmark, I think. Absolutely. And, and in regards to the, the form that Plymouth are showing at the moment, um, Robbie, it, it's scary. They, they've been on a, a, a superb run of form. Uh, beating Oxford in midweek. They beat Derby um, on the 3rd of September, being uh, two goals down, I believe, winning 3-2. Bristol Rovers, one all draw. They beat Bolton, they beat Forest Green Rovers, but they were also defeated by five goals to one away at Charlton uh, back on August 16th. But that is a run of uh, two wins in a row in the league. And, of course, you got that uh, that draw with Bristol Rovers and the Papa John's Trophy. Four um, league victories uh, in a row, nonetheless. Uh, and a Carabao Cup victory chucked in there as well. Robbie, they come to Fratton Park with confidence, as the Blues also will have as well. What, what does Pompey need to do to try and essentially shut them up early because we have been a, a second half team throughout the entire campaign. Plymouth liked to hit the ground running, maybe like Peterborough a few weeks ago. It could be a similar story where we do find ourselves a goal behind early on and have to recover from that and, and try to claw something back. Yeah, I think the, the key thing with Plymouth is, is the system. Like They play that three at the back, two wing back system. We kind of tried uh, at various points last season under Danny Cowley and they do it extremely well. They have players who fit in there perfectly and like I have a particular interest in watching Plymouth as well, just because of uh, Finazaz that was mentioned there. He's actually just got called up to the Republic of Ireland 21s, and he's been playing very well this season, like on loan from Villa. But they're attacking players much like ourselves, like Azaz, uh, Ryan Hardy, Whitaker, Danny Mayer as well. They all seem to have hit the ground running this season too. And just, I think we need to shut them down early. We just need to put in the hard yards like we have been doing. Um, if we fall a goal behind, like you mentioned there, not to panic, keep trying to play through the middle, keep trying to play through Marlon, get him dictating the tempo and just, you know, stick in there with this system because they are going to be hard to beat, they're going to be hard to break down. But again, if we can get an early goal, hopefully, and try and make them come out of that system and play a little bit more, it'll be to our advantage. Like, so, mm-hmm. look, uh, like we keep saying, I'm quite optimistic and uh, I, I don't worry about us going in with the favourite side. That's the thing. I, I'm not worried about that at all. But, Hopefully, the not a Dockland, Dockland derby will uh, <laughs> will be a positive one for us. I hope that catches on, by the way. Oh, I'm sure it will. Um, Mark, when it comes to team selection, you don't want to change your winning team. Uh, of course, you don't. It's it's the old, you know, you, you shouldn't do it. Really, should change, <laughs> change your winning team unless you really have to. But Clark Robertson came in on on Tuesday night due to the injured Joe Rafferty, who we expect and we hope to be back tomorrow. The form he's shown at the start of this season, it's hard to, or it would be harsh to, to not 
put Joe Rafferty in that team. So therefore, would you go back to the same side, maybe that beat Peterborough a couple of weeks ago and just bring that one change back in? Oh, that's such a tough question, Jake. Um, I think it'd be so harsh to drop Conor Ogilvy, wouldn't it? I mean, he's literally, like like you said, he's got three, well, maybe four goal involvements this season. He's, he's done such a reliable job. But then Joe Rafferty at right back is just so solid. He looks, he's he slotted it. I didn't know a lot about him before he joined the club, but he, he's he been fantastic, mm. to be honest. He's been a silent performer. He's been so consistent. Or, or, so I think... Yeah, go um, Sorry, I, th- I think... Oh, God. I think I'd have to go Rafferty at right back just yeah. because I think in a big game like this, I think I don't want to be put in a position where I'm regretting having a left-footed no. player at right back. I want to be I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to have my full-back bursting up the pitch and being able to whip a ball in first time when we need to. So I think Joe Rafferty at right back and probably Robertson at left back mm. for his leadership. Or perhaps even even so, perhaps even put Conor Ogilvy back at left back, uh, Joe Rafferty right back, and and maybe even drop harshly the captain himself uh, uh, to the bench. But that is the the luxury or perhaps the selection headache that Danny Cowley has for this weekend's game. That's why we don't get paid the money to be selecting this team. That's what Danny Cowley will be doing tomorrow at two o'clock. And speaking of the gaffer, we sent Henry Deacon to speak to him yesterday afternoon at the training ground to preview tomorrow's big game at PO4. Danny. Six wins in a row, but what pleased you the most on Tuesday night? I think the three points, definitely, but also the the character and the personality of the group. Never easy going to Burton on, on a Tuesday night, particularly when they have a new manager. I felt we, um, yeah, we, we put a really professional away performance together and and was able to find uh, the, the important goals at important times. Because those are the difficult away games, isn't it? Long trips, Tuesday night. Obviously, as you say, they're, they're new manager in, so they're going to have that feeling of a new manager bounce. So they're the ones that, as the away side, the opposition can be very tricky. Yeah, I think timing is, is everything in football. And we talk a lot about luck, and people always think luck is maybe the bounce of the ball or getting the referee decision at the right time. But but actually, when you play teams in the in the, in the the scheduling, can can have a can have a big impact as well. And we were probably unfortunate to have to play... Burton with a new manager and it definitely made the game a lot tougher as a consequence so to be able to navigate through that one was was really pleasing but when you're informed do you think you create that sort of luck for yourselves well I think they they, they say the harder you work the luckier you become and that's kind of how we we try to 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 live um and and yeah we've had a we've had a we've had a good start and we've got some some momentum and, and some confidence as a consequence and um, yeah, long may it continue. How much is that going to be needed over the next couple of weeks? Definitely, you know, Saturday I think is a really tough game. I think Plymouth are, a, um, are an excellent team. Had a brilliant season last year, 80 points. So unlucky not to to um, to, to to get into the to the playoffs with that points. I think missed out on the last day, which must have been really tough for them to take. But but have responded really well this year. I think they've shown their ambition in the summer not only by the players they've brought in, but also by keeping hold of the group that they've had. I mean, they've done a, done a fantastic job. And um, I look at them this year, and I think they're even stronger this year than they were last year. So uh, I anticipate a really good season for, for Plymouth, and we know Saturday will be a, a, a tough game. I know you said it takes a while for the table to settle down and develop properly, but does it feel like an important weekend already in the division with all the top four playing each other at once? I think for us, it's just the most important fixture because it's the next one 
we we love playing at Fratton Park. It'd be brilliant to, to get back in front of our supporters. We've been pleased to go away from home. I think in the last three away games, we've kept three clean sheets, which which bodes really well. Um, but now we need to go and get value with with, with a home fixture on, on Saturday. But like I said, yeah, there, there's a lot to like in that Plymouth team and we, we know it'll be a, a really tough game. You mentioned the clean sheets there. How important is that? Because I suppose as a team, that's the basis to kind of move forward, isn't it? Yeah, it's always easier to win football matches when you don't concede. So, and it's a, it's a collective job for us. And it's something that we work really hard on defensively. Um, our organisation, our distances, um, when we can put pressure on the ball, when we have to, to stay compact and together. And we know that, particularly away from home, if we defend well, then we'll get attacking moments as a consequence of that. And, uh, and so it proved on Tuesday night. It should be a special Fratton Park roar on Saturday as well. We know Plymouth always bring a, a few down and you know these, these big games, it always creates a special atmosphere. One, as a manager you want to manage in and for the players they want to play in. Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant game. It'll be um, a really tough test, but we're looking forward to the challenges that will bring. I think Plymouth have already sold out the away end and... I always like it when the away teams sell out because I always think our supporters then bring 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 even more and um, no it should be a should be a great atmosphere and uh, and yeah for us you know no one comes to Fratton Park and gets an gets an easy ride. That's definitely that. Team news wise, everyone okay? Yeah, we're we're hopeful that we'll have everybody to choose from other than obviously Louis Thompson and, and Jaden Reed, which will mean that the squad's in a, a good place. There we are then, the pre-match thoughts of head coach Danny Cowley, head of tomorrow's game against Plymouth Argyle. A few call-ups for the Blues over the next couple of weeks. Joe Morrell's been called up to the Wales squad. Josh Griffiths to be England under-21s. Dane Scarlett, uh, the England under-20s, uh, managed by former Blues assistant Ian Foster. Harry Jewett-White is going to the Wales youth squad and Alfie Bridgman also in the youth setup with Malta. OK, score predictions time very quickly. I'm going for a 2-1 Pompey win uh, tomorrow against Plymouth Argyle. Mark McGee is going for a... 2-1 win too. 2-1 win too. And Robbie Fahey. I'll take one for the team. Every time I say we draw, we win. So I'll say 2 all. Lovely. I'll take it. Thank you very much, Robbie. Thank you very much, Mark, as well. It's been an absolute pleasure to once again have them on the Football Hour. Pompey Live returns to your airwaves tomorrow afternoon from 2 o'clock. It's the Blues against the Pilgrims. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Pompey have won six league games on the bounce thanks to a 2-0 midweek win away at Burton Albion. Whip to the near post and a brilliant finish from Bishop wins the game for Portsmouth. Next up, third place Plymouth Argyle travel to Fratton Park for a top of the table clash. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from 2. It's Pompey versus Plymouth Argyle on Pompey Live. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That's right, Pompey Live back tomorrow afternoon from two. Myself, Robbie James and Pompey women's head coach Jay Sadler will be on action, on hand to bring all of the action from Fratton Park as the Blues take on Plymouth Argyle second versus third in this early League One standing set to be an incredible occasion in front of a sellout crowd at PO4. Some big games tomorrow, including the top four going toe-to-toe with one another. Of course, the Blues in second taking on third place Plymouth Argyle Goal. And then, of course, you've got first place Ipswich heading to fourth place Sheffield Wednesday. Also a big game at the uh, University of Bolton Stadium. Bolton take on Peterborough United. 
And it is a full complement of fixtures in League One tomorrow afternoon. All 12 matches between all 24 games taking place. You can hear as each of them unfold tomorrow afternoon for commentary coming from Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham. They'll have all the live scores and updates from around the grounds and, of course, the uh, final results on Pompey Live after the game's finish. Coming up here on Express FM tonight, uh, Express Floor Fillers with Connor Mosley from 7 through until 11. Ian McGuinness is back tomorrow morning with Saturday breakfast before handing over to Lily Park at 11. Then, of course, Pompey Live from 2 through until 6 for Pompey versus Plymouth Argyle. Thank you very much for listening. It's been great to be back. I'll be back on Tuesday afternoon from 6 for the next edition of the Football Hour. Take care and have a great weekend.